0: this episode is brought to you by Freedom of Creativity. Freedom of Creativity is a directory for freedom-loving businesses and creatives to connect, share their talents, collaborate on projects, and change our culture through creative action. Join for free today at freedomofcreativity.com and list your company, yourself, whether you're an artist, musician, service provider, or even a blogger podcast. Freedomofcreativity.com. The culture is in your hands. If you are listening to this podcast between the dates of March 1st and March 15th, you are eligible to win an Amazon gift card for $25. All you have to do is screenshot the episode or another episode from the Rookie Marican podcast and upload it to your Instagram story or your Facebook story and just tag at the I'll be announcing the winner on March 16th. Welcome to the Rookie Marican podcast. I'm your girl, Lisette Carter. Welcome to the Rookie Revival Series. We're in it now. Listen, I'm late. I'm late this week. I missed a podcast on Tuesday. Had a family thing that I had to take care of. uh, But maybe I'll tell tell you about it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see what I feel like doing. It's late, Um, but I want to give you a source of encouragement, and this won't be a long podcast. Um, I feel like my podcasts are way too long, so I'm going to shorten them because you know what? We just don't have that kind of attention span (laughs) these days. Let's be real. Um, But let me read something to you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It's good news right there. Good news. Let me tell you something. A lot of people confuse the will of God with what is permissible, or what he allows? And I'm here to tell you that this just not true. There's like, I wish I could do like a Christian myth series. Like, let me. It's a Christian myth. Um, we're all sinners. That's a big Christian myth. Well, if we're all sinners, then what was the point of Jesus coming and wiping our sins away? And what's the point of Scripture is telling us that we need to live righteous and acceptable and holy? what was the point of all that? You know what I'm saying? I don't sin every day. I don't. And some people don't even know what sin is. They feel like sin is yelling, you know, sin is when you get angry. No, the scripture says be angry and sin not. So, you know, that's like me getting in a fight with my husband. And then I go to the bar and have an affair. That's a sin. It's not me yelling, you know what I'm saying? Or harboring the anger a lot of people don't understand what sin is. They haven't done a word study on sin. And I love word studies. You go, you go deep in the Bible and you just study words. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that'll help under give you a better understanding as to what the Bible means when it comes to sin. What is sin? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I digress. Uh, one of the myths for the will of God is that people die He wants people to be sick. He's trying to teach people a lesson. Uh, You know, he wants you to go through a valley so that you can be closer to him, which doesn't even logically make sense because he gave us free will. And what makes what makes anyone think that if we have free will and God put us in a valley or like a low point in our life that we will actually choose to lean into God? Why wouldn't we choose to smoke crack? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was? Where's the lesson there? We become crackheads <laughs> because we want to be crackheads. You know what I'm saying? That like impedes on our free will. Uh, if that were true. Um, another is you know myths on like, he wants us to be poor. Uh, you know I guess that's another way of saying humble in like the Hispanic culture. you know, know, like that really means poor. (laughs) When when I was growing up, that's what that word meant. Um, But, you know, you read Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Does that sound like he wants your mom to die? Does that sound like he wants you to be sick? You know, I, I read once that um, the will of God was like literally Jesus walking, like Jesus was the will of God because Jesus healed people. He cast out demons. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he rebuked people, obviously. But, you know, his will, like Jesus never went to a lady. He didn't go to the lady who was trying to, you know, touch the hem of his garment because she was bleeding for like nine years and say, whoa, 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 you can't, you can't touch me. You can't do that. He was he didn't do that. You can't, no, 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 you're not going to get healed. He never said no to anybody that wanted healing. They all got it according to their faith. That's what scripture says more than once. And so you've got a question, you know, where is the, what happened to the doctrine here in America? I know what happened to the doctrine. I mean, Satan messed with it. It's been met. It's been tampered with, let's just say that the Christianity in America has been tampered with, with all of these weird myths and all of these odd doctrines that aren't straight Bible doctrines. And so what you have to do is literally dive into the word of God. And if your pastor says it, or if you hear someone say something like, I heard this once, well, we're all sinners. You know, we, we die. We're born sinners. We die sinners. We're going to die anyway well, it's not scriptural. It's not. That was a Christian saying, a legitimate Christian saying that. So you have to take into account what people are saying. And the Bible says to test the scripture, test all word of people. I'm butchering that, but to test everything that they say out of man's word, because, and line it up with scripture, because you don't know what kind of doctrine they're living in. And that can really hinder your spiritual growth. That can really hinder, if you're not doing things scripturally, it can really hinder your spirit, your spiritual growth. Another myth is that, oh, it's your interpretation of the Bible. I don't want to interpret the Bible. I want to read the Bible and believe it. And that's it. I don't need anybody telling me anything else. Um, so John 10, 10, and you guys have heard me talk about John 10, 10, all the time, guys, all the time. If I can find it. John 10, 10, and I know it, but I want to get the exact scripture for you because I'm constantly butchering this stuff. And I don't want, I don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> you have to keep the scriptures in your heart. Okay. John ten ten. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life other ones say prosperous life others say abundantly life this is other versions i mean so i mean a life more abundantly does that sound like somebody who wants to cause you harm so that you can be closer to them no and it's interesting is that this bible this scripture for this scripture literally sums up the entire bible because it tells you what the devil's will is and then it tells you what god's will is for your life or, or like what their will is. Like period, right? And so if the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, well, if the thief the thief is, if my health is destroyed, if I'm getting sick, if the thief is killing, people are dying. You know what I'm saying like that is not something that God that God does that is something that the enemy does and God doesn't promise like God doesn't say and this is what another myth that you will hear is that uh oh god has a time and there's a time and a day where he's going to take me you know everybody has that time and day I've actually never read that in the bible that we had a time and day I've never heard there are things that you can do to prolong your life like fasting um, talks about exercise, not drinking. And I know people say, Well, I drank wine, but when you actually do a study on the wine that they drank in the Bible, it was like very diluted. In fact, they would call a cluster of grapes wine. So <laughs> this is gonna trip up. And this I probably talk about this all the time, but you know, people are like, Oh, well, Jesus turned water into wine, so you know, I'ma drink, I'ma drink. But one glass of wine, it was like one glass of wine or one bottle of wine is considered like four martinis back in the day. I think it was like one glass of wine today is considered four martinis back in the day. So that doctrine <laughs> is not right. So, you know, those are, those are those little foxes or those are those little things that can really destroy your faith walk um, down the road. Another one is Jeremiah. Jeremiah talks about uh, again about what um, the will of God is for our life. Jeremiah, where are you at, bad boy? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you," says the Lord, "they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days, when you pray, I will listen. And if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home to your own land. How sweet is that? For I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster. So listen, when you hear somebody say, oh, you know, God uh was wanted to take Mary home early and Mary got in like a car accident, like <laughs> straight devil. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but the the fight is with the enemy. We live on the enemy's earth. This is his domain, this is his kingdom, this is where he rules the earth, and we are living here as like inhabitants you know at, like we are here to do fulfill god's work but this ain't our this ain't our territory this ain't our this ain't our place and god has plans to prosper us and that is evident all throughout the bible and there's another myth out there we probably heard about the prosperity gospel And I think there's, there's definitely a little bit of a misconception there because all throughout the Bible, God promises us prosperity and he shows us a little bit on how to do it on our end, not only with like finances through the kingdom of God with like tithing and offering, but he also shows us that with investing, like how important investing is as opposed to saving. And, um, and that's with the talents, the, the story of the talents, the master gave three guys, talents. And one of them, they each did something different. The last one came back with more talents than he was given because he invested it. And so he told, like he told the dude that saved the talent, didn't do anything with it to give it to him because he can multiply it. So that was God's, not only indication of us, what seeds can do, but also with what investing can do. So the number one thing that God talks about in the Bible is money because our money is not tied to our heart, but it's in our hand so that we can do God's work with it. And so when you see every single, I guess you could say successful man in the Bible, like Abraham, David, um, Solomon, all of these guys, had, they were very prosperous. I mean, I could name a bunch more too. They were, they were prosperous men. However, God constantly warned them and was like, yo, like you need to keep me first. And, you know, you have to keep my commands. And the moment that they fell off of that, um, they got into trouble. They got into trouble. they, they, And I, not so much Abraham because Abraham more was more so was because of, um, he didn't, he took things into his own hands when it came to Ishmael. He, they, they, those other guys that were very, you know, God gave them riches and they gave them all kinds of stuff. He literally, they, he told them, he warned them all the time. And so it's evident that you have to keep God in your heart, you have to keep him number one and all of those other things follow. And so, you know, when they talk about prosperity gospel, really, it's just like saying, well, you know, I get what I say and it's kind of like new agey, but like mixed in with the gospel. Yeah. We don't preach. I don't care for the prosperity gospel because I care for the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I understand what prosperity says, what, what God says about that in the Bible, I understand we're not supposed to be nickel and diamond all day long. Okay. We're not supposed to be struggling. You know what I mean? It says that um, a good man is a man who leaves an inheritance for not only for his children, but for his grandchildren. So these, this, you, you know, God calls us to be on this level. And so, but to also keep his commands uh, and his commandments and, you know, his will for our life. So you know those are like mitt like little tiny mitts that i'm throwing in there but you've got to know um, how to armor yourself against those attacks that come at you that take you from from God's will And ephesians there's a really good um ephesians 6 where god talks about how to arm yourself while you're on in here and it says a final word Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Okay. So now you know that the devil is going to come at you. That's what it says. It says it in Ephesians 6. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will not be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil Put on the salvation, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent with your prayers for all believers everywhere. So you see here. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. We are in the devil's territory. He has strategized against us and God has told us what to do. Put on the full armor of God, get in your word, read your word, keep it in your heart, lock it away in your heart, pray. It says it right there. What to do pray all the time. If you're, if you're baptized in the Holy spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, you know these are things that um, I'll cover later on, um, but you got to know who what who the fight is against. And I'll I'll leave you with this. I remember years ago, um, one of my favorite evangelists, are Jonathan and uh, Adala Shuttlesworth. They had a daughter, and then they were looking to get pregnant a second time. Um, I love these guys. I mean, they are real. They don't mess around. They actually. Um, were against, you know, they believe the same things I believe when it comes to America and the corruption in the government and the corruption with everything that happened in the past two years. Um, Their mentor is Rodney Howard Brown, who actually got arrested in Tampa for keeping his church open. Um, Anyway, my favorite people listen to them every day. That's how I, I I learn a lot um, from them. I stay encouraged. By them, and so um, Adalis had gotten pregnant, and she, I think she was maybe like, I don't remember how far along she was. I think she might have been past the twenty-week mark, and she ended up losing her baby. And these guys are no joke. They lay hands on people. I mean, people get healed. They cast out devils, like they. But they are do it like on a worldwide kind of level. They're like, I mean, and you could see God's. God blessing them like left and right. It's pretty insane. They just operate by God's financial system. Um, so, you know, when she lost her baby, that really rocked me because I was like, wow, like that, what I don't understand because how come they couldn't heal the baby, his own baby? You know what I mean? Like, to me, it was kind of like, wow, you, you can heal like everybody, but you know, you, they have to have that measure of faith that God gives them it has to be exercised as well. Um, so you know, um, I didn't see her for a while after that, maybe for like a, a couple months, and I remember Jonathan coming on, and he was doing, um, he was showing a lot of funny videos because he understood that, and he said this. He goes, you know, the devil. Wants us to be crying in a corner. He he wants, he'll attack us. He's like, I don't know when my son died. I prayed over him. I don't know. He goes, but I know where that fight came from. And I know that if I'm to be moping around, not doing anything, that he'll win. And he also said this: he said, you know, the your tears are the devil's trophies. So you gotta know what you're up against. You have to understand how the enemy works. And that starts by getting in your word. And that has made them, that has made them an unstoppable force. They could have easily chosen to drink their life away and never continue in ministry, but they chose to get up and say, no, the devil did this. The devil took my child. The devil hurt my wife. There is no way that I'm going to let him get get away with this. And immediately he went out and just started preaching. Um, and he preached more. He said, just for that, I'm going to I'm going to save thousands of souls just for even you attempting to do anything. And I've had that mentality since I was really young, since I've read the Bible for myself, I learned how spiritual warfare works. And I said, no, 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 no. You're going to, you're going to come after my family. You're going to come after me with the sickness right now. You get out in the name of Jesus. No, 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 This, we're not allowing this in this house. You got to know how the devil works and that just because the devil punches you in the face the the greatest lie that the devil has succeeded in making you believe let me see the greatest success that the devil has had in the united states is punching you in the face and making you believe that god did it that's 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 how he operates He wants you to think that it's God's will for you to be, that it's God's will for you to be sick, that it's God's will for bad things to happen to you, that it's God's will for that when it's, he's responsible for that. And he's been, he's done very good at making people believe that it's God. So I just want to leave you with, um, you know, some encouragement that it's time to fight you know what I'm saying? It's not time to just say, Oh God, help me. How could this happen to me? Like, don't, don't say, don't pray stupid prayers. Those are stupid prayers. God said, when you go to the throne room, you grow, you go boldly. When you pray, you pray boldly. And you say, God, this is what the word of God says. It says in your word, by your stripes, we are healed. That's what it says here on earth. That's what it says. It says that you promised us that you promised us a life of abundance. That doesn't include sickness. So I thank you for healing right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you devil. Get out of my body right now in the name of Jesus. What are you even doing here? Why are you being dumb? That's how you have to pray. Thank you, Jesus in Jesus name. And you worship and you celebrate you. You worship until you feel that victory. That's how it works you tell him you get out of my household you unshackle those chains of drug addiction you unshackle those chains right now in the name of Jesus you you take them away from addiction from pornography from sin from affairs from temptation I rebuke that you get out in the name of Jesus i re, you know you have to be firm in in knowing what what you're doing and knowing your scripture. You've got to be firm in rebuking the devil and telling the devil, what are you even doing here? These are the promises of God. Stop trying to come at my life. That's how you have to, that is how you pray. That is how you have to have victory over these circumstances that happen in your life, because this is the, it's clear what God's will is and what the devil's will is. It's very clear. We are in devil. We are in the devil's realm. That means we're things are going to happen here. God's going to allow that because we are, we are on the earth that the devil is. We, everybody has a different will. They have, they have a free will. So there are going to be things that are allowed, but that doesn't mean that it's God's will because God's will is clear in the scripture. It's clear that he wants us to have an abundant life, a peaceful life, a prosperous life. He wants us to have a good life. It would be contrary to the word of God to think otherwise. God is good all the time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I leave you with that. I really hope that you guys had a, uh, a good week this week. Um, despite the challenges that the devil might be throwing at you. And I'm not saying, look, everything, everything that bad happens is the devil. Sometimes it's really just people's stupidity. Honestly. I remember one lady saying I was going to this church in Boston. And she was like, Oh, the lights, the lights in my house, the electricity shut off. But you know, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I'm like, girl, you pay your bill. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Pay your bill, pay your bill. The guy, God, God talks about how to invest in the Bible. So why don't you start investing and start making some money and pay your bill? That's not, there's nothing of the W you too old. OD You guys are too overboard with that because, Now you can't be blaming the devil for everything. You have to take some responsibility for something. But you got to know when those fights that you have no control over come against you, you got to know where those things are coming from and you got to pray them out. So let me leave you with a note of encouragement, a word of encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for the people that are listening to this tonight. Lord, I thank you for opening up their eyes, opening up their ears, their hearts, Lord, to the message that they receive and that they're able to go in deep and study with you and learn with you, Lord, and know that you are a good God and the fight does not come from you. It comes from the devil. And I thank you, Lord, for the people that support this, this podcast, Lord, support the ministry. I thank you for for their generosity, Lord. I thank you for everybody that's lives that are changed just even a little bit, just by even listening, feeling encouraged, Lord, and that you always give me the words to speak anytime that we do any of these any of the podcasts, any of the episodes, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for it. In your word, it says where two or three are gathered, that you are in the midst. I know that you're here right now, even though it's just me, whoever else is listening, they are in agreement that the shackles are broken off of their life, that their eyes have been opened where the real fight is coming from, and that they know that the devil can't mess with them anymore because they know where it is coming from. I thank you, Lord, for their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you're new, you're new and you've never accepted Jesus in your heart as your Lord and savior. Let me invite you to do so today. If you get in a car accident tomorrow because of all the snow, um, know that you will be in heaven with Christ. If you accept him in your heart, if you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell tonight, you lay your head down on your pillow. You have no idea, but you want to be, you want to make it to heaven and you want to change your life. You want to accept Christ into your heart. You want your sins forgiven And you want to make, you want to start living a righteous life. This is the prayer for you. So I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I repent of my sins. I believe that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose on the third day for me so that I can be free. And I thank you that I'm a brand new blood-washed Christian. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Listen, if you prayed that prayer with me, you contact me. Send me an email, info atlas at carter.com, L I S S E T T E, carter.com. I will send you a Bible. Send me your address um, and I will mark it where you need to start reading. And then I'll actually send you a course on how to read the Bible because a lot of people don't know how. And that's okay. I want to show you how to do that. Uh, if you are uh, brand new head to the rookie American podcast that I cut every Monday, not this Monday, but every, usually every Monday I release one uh, where I get to educate you on the true origin, the true ideals of what's going on of the United States. Let me educate you and uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get, you know, this is how we change a nation right here. We educate ourselves on the original ideals of the United States and what is really going on right now. And we also educate ourselves and we also build our faith uh, with Jesus and we spread the gospel. That is how we change the nation. So gracias. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening and sharing the Rookie Marican podcast. If you would like to become a partner to hear more episodes like this, go to RookieRevival.com. Thank you so much for the support.